and gentlemen, 7 o'clock on a Saturday night, and as usual, that means it's time for the other podcast. I'm your host, Robert Stacy McCain. And I'm not hello, folks. It's the other guy on the other podcast, John Hogue here, and live and direct from exotic Valdosta, Georgia. Good evening, Diana. Good evening. Wow. You, you just, okay, play with your microphone. And then, okay, I'm and, and, if, with the and, and if you do it again, I'm going to turn it off. Ah, that'll be fun. I I would really love to have have a, a podcast in which you periodically turn off Stacy's mic for playing with it. <laughs> look, look, I was I was signaling to you that I needed to adjust it. Actually, you, you didn't. It was working the... better. It was working better before you moved it. Okay. All right. Well, anyway, so you can find my good friend John Hogue's blogging at hoguewash.com. And Stacy's been known to blog at other fine spots around the internet, in addition to the other McCain.com. And Diana, have you blogged recently? Um, I was going to because I, w- I had something just about written about Mr. Beast, um, who uh, of whom I had never heard. Um, nonprofit world stuff came upon me and mm. then i and then i ran across an interview with elon musk that had me just completely floored yeah um did you know that fish and wildlife actually forced spacex elon essentially to kidnap a seal strap it to a board put headphones on it and make it listen to sonic booms <laughs> what Yes, they did. There are pictures. There is actually a picture of this unfortunate harbor seal uh, strapped to a board, looking bored out of its little uh, harbor seal mind, listening to sonic booms. Oh, man. Okay. Uh, Which uh, was, okay. And he had to do this twice. Was this East Coast or West Coast? West Coast. Okay, because I don't remember a lot of seals around uh, Boca Chica where... uh, Uh, There are some. Um, It's not really... The Gulf is not really a seal habitat. No, it isn't. Um, But uh, evidently, Fish and Wildlife is very concerned that he might drop a rocket on a whale or a shark. (laughs) Elon's response, that uh, fate has it in for that whale, if that's the case. <laughs> oh well. Yeah. So what what's going on in the what's going on in exotic uh, Valdosta this week? Well, let's see. We had a we had an election. Uh the mayor was reelected. Both of the council people who were running were reelected. Uh Vivian Co- Miller Cody was reelected uh for district uh 4. 
Um, she is a very nice woman, but I swear sometimes I think she uses her hair to grow her hair, her head to grow her hair. Um, and Thomas McIntyre for District 3. And the mayor was reelected, but we're going to have a runoff. And our runoff is going to be between Big Nick Harden, who is a local businessman. He runs a really nice soul food, food uh, restaurant that does have a drive-through. I've met him. He's lovely. Um, but he's, he's a bit like death. If you and in Terry Pratchett's Hogfather, he'd start if you asked him to deal with the question of world hunger, he'd start by giving everybody a good meal. <laughs> okay. Um his his uh competitor is uh Bill Carroll, who's a really nice guy, or Bill Love, I'm sorry, I don't know why I keep want, can't, wanting to call him Bill Carroll. His name is Bill Love. He's a he's a pretty nice guy. He's got a very but he's very hard headed. And his first question is, okay, how do we pay for this? And that's a good thing. So anyway, we can have a guy who wants to give everybody a good meal. And, <laughs> or we can have a guy who asks, how do we pay for this before giving everybody a good meal? All right, then. Well, okay. well, well. Okay, then. Yes, okay. there, there's no, uh, I, I checked the uh, Valdosta Daily News and saw that there had been no murders or other mayhem that I could see. Well, there was mayhem. There was mayhem. A 15-year-old uh, who had run away and was returned to his mother uh, proceeded to completely freak out, uh, be detained, proceed to knock the cop who was detaining him over, um, and the guy, the uh, concussing the the officer fell, whacked his head really hard on the pavement to the point where he was bleeding and um, he was seriously concussed. Um, then our young miscreant uh, worked his uh, handcuffs down over his feet and in front of him and was sitting eating Skittles when the rest of the police arrived. Then when he realized that this was actually serious, started banging his head on the uh on the frame of the cop car uh okay. yeah it, it's a bit of a mess yeah 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 well they they uh need to institutionalize the kids shoot him full of uh uh Haldol or whatever thorazine and, uh, thorazine yes yes yes, yes. <laughs> Well, anyways, I suppose everyone is now wondering what's happening in the wonderful world of football. Well, it says here on the uh, script, uh, let Stacy Let Stacy Rand. Yes, that's <laughs> right. It's time for, uh, as we do all fall along, we, we get the uh, uh, your college football scoreboard. Big upset today. Uh, the University of Central Florida uh, defeated 15th-ranked Oklahoma State 45 to 3 and that was the uh, uh big upset of the day the uh UCF fans uh stormed the field after that one right now uh number 4 Florida State uh, is playing at home in Tallahassee uh with less than 2 minutes left uh in the uh fourth quarter Florida State leads Miami 27 to 20, but Miami has the ball, and we'll see what uh, results from that. At halftime, number 12, Oregon State leads Stanford 34 to 10. 
Um, earlier today, uh, Michigan, the University of Michigan, which, whose uh, coach Jim Harbaugh has been suspended for three games, uh, Michigan struggled at uh, uh, what is where's Nittany Lions, uh, Penn State. Where's that? What's that college? What's the name of that town? I wouldn't Penn know. State is okay. I'm so well, sorry. Anyway, so is it College Station or is that, that that's, that's Texas A and M? Okay. Well, anyways, uh, it was uh, College Park by chance. Yeah. No, that's uh, that's Maryland. Okay. I'm well, so anyways, sorry. Anyways, mm. number three, Michigan managed to uh, pull it out, uh, twenty-four to fifteen over Penn State. Uh, the number eight ranked um, Alabama Crimson Tide defeated Kentucky in Lexington, forty-nine to twenty-one. It wasn't really that close. Uh, number sixteen Texas got upset at home by Tex. Um, uh, I said number sixteen Kansas. Uh, got upset at home, sixteen to thirteen, by Texas Tech. Uh, number twenty-three Tulane struggled, uh, but managed to defeat Tulsa, twenty-four to twenty-two. Twenty-one ranked uh, Arizona defeated Colorado, thirty-four to thirty-one. Twenty-fifth uh, ranked Kansas State uh, defeated Baylor, fifty-nine twenty-five. That's an unusual football score. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Number five, Washington defeated Utah, 35-28. to 28. Number 14, Missouri uh, defeated number 13, Tennessee, 36-7. to 7. And number 22, Iowa beat Rutgers, uh, uh, 22 to nothing, uh, coincidentally, and uh, kicking off later tonight, as a matter of fact, they just may be about to kick off. Ole Miss is playing at uh, number two, Georgia, uh, <laughs> between the hedges in Athens, Georgia. And West Virginia is playing Oklahoma. Big game for Ohio State playing Michigan State. And Texas will be playing TCU while Florida plays LSU. Duke plays North Carolina, and USC plays Oregon. And I don't think it would be much of a spoiler to point out that Vanderbilt lost to South Carolina. Yes, yes. That is never a spoiler. I'm sorry, John. (laughs) The margin, I'll put it to you this way. Last week was homecoming at South Carolina, and my Mm. alma mater, Jacksonville State University, Jacksonville, Alabama, home of the Fighting Gamecocks, uh, uh, but Jack State w- d- played South Carolina a better game than Vanderbilt did, so I, I'm just saying we will that. we will pass over this disgrace inside this sorry uh, picture in silence. I will just point out that they were, we're the only private school with the guts to play SEC ball. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyways, but uh, but still, actually, actually, we're one of the founding teams of the SEC. In any case, let's move on uh, because we're going to have to do a a fairly rapid show uh, this evening because I have to uh, go uh, test uh, hardware. uh, We're running 24-7 
In other words, you have to sit and and read while and hope that nothing says beep. <laughs> uh, well, actually, no. I actually uh, we're at a stage where I I actually have to occasionally look at something and say, "Oh, yeah, that's okay. It's in spec." But yeah, it's just, it's just enough to be annoying. And of course, I've got third shift. Yes, and but, and yeah. So and you've also got to run by Stately Hope Manor on, on the your way, way to there. Pick, hey, by the way, because there's the, a kitty who needs feeding. No, actually, because I need to pick up stuff that it needs to go in with me. Uh, speaking ah, okay. of Greenbelt, uh, what's this controversy about the FBI headquarters? Uh, being moved to Greenbelt. Never heard anything remotely about it. They were talking about, uh, uh, but if they want, if fine. Uh, uh, first of all, I don't, I think the, we ought to leave them in the Hoover building. Uh, can we blow uh, up the Hoover building, please? Well, it, well no, and I not give them a new home. Well, what I'm not proposing we leave anybody inside it. I just am proposing that we blow it up and don't give them a new home. Well, whatever. Um, <laughs> Um, Sorry. Anyway, anyway uh, speaking of crime, <laughs> uh, I, had a, I so love much this of it. picture. Uh, I, yes, I have, I have a post up called, this was bound to happen, and it has a picture of a fellow by the name of Kenneth Darlington, who is a dual national of the United States in Panama, in Panama, <clears throat> using a Glock 9 millimeter in order to uh, remove a uh, roadblock. <laughs> well, he removed some people who were doing the roadblocking. Yeah. Yeah. Some yes. climate protesters or something. Well, here's here's the point. Um, the title of my post is called "This Was Bound to Happen." Oh um, yeah. When civil society breaks down and the government won't keep the peace anymore, people are going to act on their own, and to uh, they're going to maintain some notion of order. Mm -hmm. uh, and. Earlier this year, you saw this sort of thing going on in Europe where, like, uh, in Germany, uh, there were mm. people dragging climate protesters out of the road. Same thing. Uh, Brutally. And I, I, I saw the same thing happening in Switzerland, of all places. Mm -hmm. um, this week, the demonstrators who wouldn't move got shot. And by it, the way, I saw on Twitter, I saw a picture of this, you know, I saw this, this guy's picture and somebody said, you know, one thing about being old is that life in prison doesn't really scare you anymore. <laughs> yeah, that, that was Grizzly Joe. By the way, uh, Grizzly Joe's an interesting guy. Uh, he is a lawyer who's an ex-New York City cop. Mm. <laughs> so um, anyway, I really kind of hope that what happened in Panama will be like a wake-up call for governments who are letting this kind of stuff keep going on, and maybe they'll start maintaining civil order again. Uh, I'm not too optimistic, though, because basically I see places like San Francisco, if mm. they are going to have public order restored, they're going to wind up having to use... Uh, a what? committee of vigilance again, yes. and they did that. They've done that a few times, you know. They did, they did it twice in the 1850s. Yes, they did. Uh, and uh, so, you know... It's going to get ugly or it's going to get cleaned up, but I think it'll get ugly before it gets cleaned up. Yeah. Uh, by the way, in uh, Birmingham uh, the other day, they had to shut down I-59 mm -hmm. uh, when uh, some people saw their car, what they believed to be their car, which had been stolen. Oh, And, and they took out chasing it and it ended up with a, uh, a gun battle. Oh my! Uh, with uh, four people got shot, and uh, uh, 
two of them critically. And so, uh, uh, and so, so the, the police were saying, you know, well, this is just the mentality that is in our community. Uh, oh, um, for God's sake. Yeah. And of, of taking law in your own hands, you know, it's so, well, hell the cops aren't going to do anything. Somebody steals your car. You know, you know, is it really okay? They stole my car. I shot them. Is that a crime? <laughs> really? I didn't know that. They well, hang I, horse thieves, or they used to anyway. Well, actually, it, <laughs> in all, I, th I believe in 49 of the 50 states, it is a crime to shoot somebody to protect your property. Which is stupid. What's I'm sorry, but I would shoot somebody one? to protect my dog without a, without a, a blink. Well, where I'm would sorry, you, but I where, would. Where would you guess it's okay to shoot somebody? Texas. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Texas? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Texas. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Thieves stay out of Texas. Um, now, uh, on the other hand, uh, there 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 are other reasons to shoot people. You just have to remember the correct reason and not mm -hmm. forget not forget uh, what the limits are. But uh, people seem to have a severe case of forgetfulness these days. Stacey. Well. It is sad. Yes. I, uh, the uh, headline on my post today, and it's right now currently, if you're listening live at the top of the blog, The High Price of Forgetting, and it features uh, the cover of a new book, Brutal Minds, The Dark World of Left-Wing Brainwashing in Our Universities by Stanley K. Ridgely. And I quote Professor Ridgely, uh, quote, the dullards and malcontents among us mm -hmm. are always anxious to acquire by coercion and bullying what they cannot gain by merit. Because of this, their simple-minded doctrine is attractive for a certain type of disaffected uh, bureaucrat. Mm -hmm. And uh, Professor Ridgely uh, teaches business at Drexel University. He's got full tenor, which is why he can get away with saying stuff mm -hmm. like this. Anyways, but when I was young, speaking as a baby boomer, everybody knew communism was bad. And, uh, uh, but stopping the spread of communism was the primary focus of America's national policy for at least 10 years before I was born. Uh, going back to when Winston Churchill gave his famous Iron Curtain speech in Fulton, Missouri. The evil of communism was so widely recognized that it was usually taken for granted, and in hindsight, this was a mistake. I was mm -hmm. never taught anything in school or college, for that matter, about the ideology of communism. There was no critical analysis of the writings of Marx and Engels and Lenin and Trotsky, nor for that matter, did we learn anything about the Bolshevik revolution, the failed Ugh. communist revolution attempt in Germany, uh, the short-lived communist regime in Hungary, etc. Uh, keep in mind that until I was 14 years old, our troops were fighting communism in Vietnam. So why weren't our teachers tasked to explain to us exactly what it was we were fighting? 
The closest thing we got to it was in fifth grade when our English teacher, Tom Dowd, read Animal Farm aloud to us. And that was just, and by the way, I just mm -hmm. loved that. I was it's like a 10, wonderful book. I was 10 years old and, and he just read it out loud and he would, you know, interrupt himself occasionally to explain the analogies and what mm -hmm. it meant. Uh, well, I think in terms of creative writing, it's, it's Orwell's best piece. It is. It's yeah. much better than 1984 in terms of as, as a piece of literature. Yes. Yeah. It was not until I was in my 30s after the fall of the Berlin Wall and the collapse of the Soviet Union that I began studying the history of communism on my own. And as I've often said, I've read more Marx than most Marxists. I've also yeah. read Lenin mm -hmm. and Trotsky and everything I've learned in this autodidactic education has only reinforced what everyone knew when I was a kid. Communism, Communism is bad. Yes. Anyways, and so, so I, I said all that uh, to introduce uh, Professor Ridgely, whose mm -hmm. uh, new book uh, carries this description. Uh, much of university life is controlled mm. by subsidized paranoiacs, mm -hmm. amateur psychotherapists, neo-Marxist totalitarians, <coughs> student affairs professionals imbued with authoritarian mentality, and racialist thought reformers who run workshops that destroy family ties and traditional beliefs to clear the way for new relationships grounded in racialist ideology these uh, and that's why st all the stem uh, departments are racist <laughs> yeah they, yeah sure they are anyway yeah um i have to i've i think i've said this before to both of you but it bears repeating if you want to learn to hate communism study the regimes that have uh, attempted to uh to institute this impossible ideology yeah you know um it was ludwig von mises who who mm -hmm. uh, uh you know it, right at the very start i think it was 1922 or 1924 oh, yes. that he published socialism and just started out by saying look socialism doesn't work no, period okay it can't. It, Yes. And so the Soviet Union spent the next 75 years proving Mises right. And yet we still have people in this country, in this country, oh, who yeah. think that socialism is, is awesome. You know, the, mm -hmm. the democratic they're socialist. They're perfectly, they're perfectly free to immigrate to Venezuela or Cuba. Yeah, yes. go. I'll yeah. be happy to watch you, uh, to wave you goodbye. I'll hope you pack. Yeah. Well, but get anyways, out of my country. <laughs> uh, Professor Ridgely had a had a piece this week in which he talked about the parallels between Nazi Germany and the 21st century anti-racist education regime. And he talked about how uh, the Nazis dismissed the theories of such scientists as Albert Einstein and Niels Bohr as mm. Jewish physics, Jewish science, mm. and so forth, and 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 erected 
the alternative of Aryan physics, whatever that's supposed to mean. And, and uh, he says that this only works for two types of people. Those stupid enough to actually believe it, the stormtrooper class, and those who don't believe it, but see it as a useful tool to achieve their vision, vanguard puppeteers, as he calls them. And, and the whole point is to, uh, that, that what they're teaching is, um, you know, this idea about white privilege and, and stuff like that. It is simply about power. And the only difference between national socialism and international socialism is that uh, where you're trying is, in- is, 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 is trying where where you want to qua- uh, consolidate that power. Yeah. Anyways, but as I said, certainly it is not a coincidence that the left is now supporting protests or rather <laughs> pogroms to terrorize Jewish students on university campuses. Yeah. So, oh, so but yeah. you know, you know, Diana, Diana is, is, is an excellent student. You know, when I start talking about the Soviet regime, she'll mm-hmm. correct me. Very few people who know more, know more about this stuff, you know, than I, do. you know, you know, to put it, um, I have been lately uh, doing some more reading on the Chinese, um, horror, uh, horror experiment, which continues, by the way, although um, despite the rhetoric, I, I think that you could actually call this actually uh, fascist um, since yeah, they, it actually yes, you're, agree. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I actually think you could describe the Chinese regime as fascist and not be inaccurate. Well, no, um, they, are, they are they are national socialists and they are with a, and, they, with, and they are corporatists as well. Right, with an international plan of domination of the third world, um, is, it's quite scary. Oh, I mean, it, it, this is this is they're, what they're doing is right out of Mussolini. It is, isn't it? It's like it's like they actually bothered to read Mussolini and said, "Hmm, well, let's tweak this a little." <laughs> yeah, we have more resources. Yeah, yeah, but, but I mean, a lot anyway, of people, what a lot of people don't understand is until eighteen hundred. China had the largest GDP in the world. Yes. You know, so I mean, um, this is not, this is, this is not small potatoes operation. No, it is not. And I have, I am no authority on China. I'm, I'm learning fast, but I'm not going to pretend I know more than, but I've been studying the ideology and the strategy. And yeah, let's be really, really, really clear. These folks are hard left fascists and mm-hmm. they're dan- and they are racist and they are dangerous. Oh, oh yeah. But, but, but see, the thing is, here's the difference you're studying and you're studying what's going on in the real world. Yeah. I, I, I saw a, 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 a tweet or an X or whatever they're called mm-hmm. these days uh, from Becky Pringle. Now, Oh. Becky Pringle is the president of the National Education Association. Oh, dear. <laughs> and she had a tweet that said, our current standardized testing system is inaccurate, inequitable, and just plain broken. Our students deserve better. And my response is, really? <laughs> uh, how are they broken? Do the math tests no longer require proper computation of a sum? Do language tests no longer require proper grammar and usage? 
Do history tests no longer require knowledge of what happened in the past? Or are the students now taking standardized tests without being properly prepared for the material they cover? Mm -hmm. You know, and I'm kind of leaning toward the, the latter is maybe the, the truthful answer. Um, you know, th it's an old saying, but it's true. When the students haven't learned, the teacher hadn't taught. Yeah. And so, and, um, I, you know, for spinning out of what Stacy was going through there, it, 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 you really need to look at what the education system is trying to accomplish. I mean, it, hmm. uh, the education system we have now is driven is derived from the Prussian system, which was d designed to create a regimented population that would work well in an industrial society. Mm -hmm. And uh, we don't have that so much anymore, but it's still trying to generate a regimented, regimented population. The question is, for which society? And is that the one we want? Uh, mean, meanwhile, you go to Harvard. Um, that was so dumb. If you can't go to hell, go to Harvard. Yeah, I, we're revoking their status as Vanderbilt of the North. Uh, mm -hmm. The Harvard Palestinian Society uh, Solidarity Jeez. Committee, the Solidarity Committee, uh, staged a die-in at the of business, all the stupid things. Yeah, at the Harvard Business School, and says you got several hundred people lying on the ground, and somebody with a, an iPhone started walking <laughs> through uh, the area, you know, having to step over people, photographing their faces, mm -hmm. and this caused great distress. Uh, and uh, the Harvard uh, PSC actually put a picture of the guy uh, yeah. doing it with uh, saying photo evidence of the disruptive individual attempting to record student faces. Uh, you know, um, let me put it this way. The first time, first, last and only time I participated in a die-in, a blind guy was trying to get through and st stepped on me. <laughs> I deserved it. But, 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 well, but I mean, let me let me just give these Harvard students a, a pro tip. Don't participate in a public event unless you're willing to be seen at the event and recognized. It's a public event, friends. You know, that's the point of a protest. Right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. and if it's if it's a private event, why bother? I mean, you're just mm -hmm. going to I could lie on the ground with that uh, <laughs> a, a whole lot of organization. <laughs> But you know, some of us do it involuntarily. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I, I, I still remember what had uh, the uh, when Henry Cabot Lodge was uh, the, the uh, Secretary of State, I believe, under. Um, uh, it, anyways, and and some protesters uh, angry about the uh, Vietnam War had had laid down in front of his limousine. <laughs> George Wallace said, "Let them lay down in front of my limousine. That'll be the last you hear of that." <laughs> well, actually, I like the oh, I like. Oh I like, gosh, no! I, I I like the way uh, Reagan handled a, a bunch of people at Berkeley who had surrounded his car when he was you know leaving campus to, to go up to Sacramento, and they surrounded him and, and uh, uh, 
started uh, chanting, we are the future, we are the future, we are the future. And he took one of his famous yellow tablets and wrote on it and held it to the, to the window so he could get photographed. I'm selling my bonds. But we will take those bonds, Stacy. Tell them about the yellow button. Oh, my goodness. It is that time of the program where I tell you that if you will go to my blog, theothermccain.com, uh, you will notice near the top of the center column, the yellow button with the word donate on it. If you will click the yellow button, it will take you to my PayPal account where you can contribute dollars, pesos, euros, yen, uh, shekels, whatever currency you've got, except Russian rubles. Uh, you can contribute through PayPal. Uh, to help support the blog, to help support this podcast, and of course, to keep my wife happy because she likes it when I make money off this gig, and keeping my wife happy is job number one. Meanwhile, over at my good friend John Hogue's blog, hoguewash.com. I don't have a yellow button, but I do have a tip jar icon over in the sidebar on the right. Click on it. You'll be taken away to my PayPal account where you can uh, donate to support Hogwash or to support the podcast or both. You can also support Hogwash by shopping at the Hogwash store. There's a link in the uh, sidebar to that. And you can support uh, lots of bloggers on the internet when the, you use the Amazon affiliate links you find at a blogger site. Uh, both our blogs participate and when you click on those links, uh, we get a little cut of the action. You pay the same price, and Amazon does something nice to support the blogosphere. Regardless of how you choose to support us, please remember the five most important words in the English language. Hit the freaking tip jar. Indeed. Now, yes. And, uh, and, and, by and the way, by the way, you can hire me to help you prevent uh, usage errors like saying laying rather than lying. <laughs> uh, yes, that was a, uh, a usage error I caught in the Harvard statement. Of I know, uh, Harvard. Uh, they really? don't know the difference between lying and laying. It involves No, not, no they no, don't. No, Anyways, but not, the, not, not, not only that, their statement omitted a usage of the Harvard comma. Oh, okay. Which is well, now the Oxford comma. You mean the Oxford but, comma? Yeah, the real the, the, the real thing is the Oxford comma. Please, indeed. indeed uh, to is. update you, by the way, on the college football scoreboard, <laughs> because I know you're 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 you care. Uh, Florida State held on to defeat Miami, so well, okay. so Florida State remains undefeated. Meanwhile. Um, there are a whole bunch of folks living rent-free in various heads. Ah, uh, speaking of rent, <laughs> yes. Anyway, so I, I, um, yeah, the Trump derangement syndrome. Okay, <laughs> here we are. <laughs> we are what? It's more than eight years since he came down the escalator at uh, Trump Tower, and and people are still losing their minds. I saw a headline uh, from the Washington Post. With a lot of Americans embrace Trump's authoritarianism, right? And I'm and I'm like authoritarianism. Words have meaning, uh, but to liberals in the throes of Trump derangement syndrome, definitions are distorted to such an extent that words like authoritarianism and fascism get tossed around haphazardly reflecting the emotional trauma of people who still haven't recovered from that night 
in November <laughs> 2016, when the unthinkable happened, Hillary Clinton lost the election. Okay? <laughs> this is the whole thing. Okay. And, and I point, I remind readers of the case, which we uh, covered at the time of Kevin Allred, who at the Boy. time was teaching at Rutgers university. And, um, in October of, of, of 2016, just a few days after the election, he went on a bizarre Twitter rant saying, among other things, will the Second Amendment be as cool when I buy a gun and start shooting random white people or no? Uh, that was his comment. And uh, the, the, uh, some of his Rutgers colleagues were worried about him and the NYPD <laughs> worried up. about him. Yeah. 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 The NYPD showed up to take him to Bellevue hospital for a psychiatric evaluation yet, yet, despite this, uh, high profile freak out, mm. uh, he was an adjunct lecturer, um, at Montclair State University uh, about uh, eight months later, 10 months later, actually, in August 2017, uh, he got fired for a Twitter rant suggesting that Trump should be assassinated. And I say that the main problem with people like this is that they take politics too seriously. Yeah, well, on the other hand, it was a terrible Democratic defeat when uh, a woman lost an election, mm. you know, to, particularly when losing an election to Trump. Of course, she's uh, Hillary Clinton's not the only Democratic woman uh, with a sketchy past to lose an election. Mm. Oh, 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 you want yes. to go there, do you? <laughs> we are going there. Oh, oh, are we ever? Oh, oh, okay. Well, can well, I please well. say that? Can I please say one thing? Go, go ahead. Um. I'm sorry, but if if you're going to say the words hot wife experience, you have to say it right. Hot wife experience. <laughs> okay. Okay, is okay. that better? Okay, I'm going to say, I'm going to let you do that. You know, there was a... a the, the problem, is, like, from my point of view, now maybe it's just... A standards uh, thing, but uh, I, I think that's it's false standards. It's, Let it, it's, me do the setup. It, it's false advertising. Okay. Yeah, okay. Let me do the setup. Okay. Before well, she was certainly start, hot to trot. Let's, before we get into this, look, we know what we're talking about, okay? <laughs> but there are other people listening. Okay. Right. Okay. And so I have to give the setup that there was an election. <laughs> This past week, and uh, uh, Democrats had a very good night. They uh, won the governorship of uh, Kentucky, uh, mm. where they uh, reelected a, a an, an incumbent uh, governor there, and um, uh, won some other elections that they had counted on. But in uh, Virginia, uh, they gained control of both houses of the uh house of delegates uh the uh, uh the uh and the senate so yeah they put yeah, the they, house of delegates that, and held on to the senate yeah the the virginia legislature is now completely controlled by democrats well anyways uh despite that okay uh there was um 
There was uh, good news. There, well, I good news for whom? Uh, Susan Gibson Susan. had claimed to be the victim of an illegal invasion of my privacy <laughs> designed to humiliate me and my family when it was discovered that the Democratic candidate for a Virginia House of Delegates seat had raised money by performing sex acts on live stream internet videos under the handle, say it, Diana. Hot wife experience. Yes, and uh, she lost uh, by uh, just about 900 votes to the- That's Republican. worryingly small. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, speaking of things that are worryingly small, but no, nah, um, nah. let's nah, not nah, go there. Nah. But <laughs> anyway, she lost the district 57 seat by about a margin of about 900 votes out of 34,000 cast. And I'm not going into all the wonderful double entendres. Mm. We can go, I can come up with about 20 and I worry about that. Yeah. So so now she can go back to performing uh, what she does best. Uh, and I will remain in awe of Daily Wire reporter Luke Rosiak, who got paid to watch those videos. And I, I, I still, I mean, I'm still not over that, man. It's like, what a job, man. You're watching, you're getting paid I'm not sure. uh, to I, watch porn. Well, yeah, but I'm not, well. You know. Yeah, just I mean, ew. <laughs> Where do I sign up for that job? Uh, uh, is is listening to this? <laughs> okay, this was. These are what we call the jokes. People. I know, I know, but that's also a joke. It's just. Uh, well, okay. I mean, you know, I, 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 I don't. <laughs> John, some, give it up. No, there's some things you just couldn't pay me to watch. I'm sorry. Anyway, uh, yeah. anyway, but uh, this is terrible. Yes, well, and one of the things one of the things I uh, got paid not to watch because I was uh, doing all this testing that we're doing mm -hmm. at uh, Goddard uh, Space Flight Center is I missed because of my work schedule. I was unable to watch the Republican panel <laughs> discussion masquerading as a debate. Did I miss anything? No. Don't think so. No, no I, I um, used up all my scare quotes in the headline <laughs> talking about uh, the the so-called Republican debate hosted by NBC so-called news, you know, and uh, I'm so old. I remember when NBC actually had a pretty good news department. Oh, yeah. Huntley and Brinkley. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Those guys were straight down the line, man. I, I mean, yeah. I'm sure, you know, everybody's got opinions by about politics, but, uh, uh, you never had that by, you know, David Brinkley. Right. Come on, man. Do you remember him? You know, he, he was late. Wasn't he the host of meet the press? No, no, he never did that. He, he went, he, he went on off to ABC, uh, <laughs> rather than do that. That's right. But, but uh, yeah, but anyway, so according to the real clear politics average of polls uh, of, for the Republican primary, uh, Donald Trump has fifty-eight point three percent. Okay, he's close to sixty percent. Some polls actually do have him at sixty percent. <coughs> His nearest rival, Ron DeSantis, is fourteen point six, followed by Nikki Haley, who's under ten percent at mm. nine point. 4% and 
businessman uh, Vivek Ramaswamy at 4.4%, and Tim Scott, a senator from South Carolina, at 2.6%. Okay, let me tell you Can something. Can we send that, Chris Christie home now, please? Yeah, well, you're going to get to that. But anyways, okay. so the, but the point is Trump, okay, is the overwhelming favorite to win the nomination. And, and um, uh, you know, so we're having a debate between a bunch of candidates who between them, uh, you know, even if you combined all their poll numbers, it'd still be 15 points behind Trump. So, yeah. So, uh, so this is a foolish and is, as I said, a really stupid and futile gesture quoting my uh, hero uh, Otter from Animal mm. House. But, mm. but uh, no matter what you want, the fact is there's no point in this, these debates. And I uh, really ran down no. a stack of headlines and said, okay, there's your news about the debate. So you can't say I haven't done my job in covering it. Mm. Um, but anyways, Ramaswamy, I think had the best line of the night. And, and, and if folks, if I don't care who you support, okay. I, I don't care if you're pro Trump, mm. anti Trump, you like, uh, to say, there are no supporters of Chris Christie. Okay. None. Uh, if, if anyone listening to this is a Chris Christie supporter, seek psychiatric help. Uh, but uh, because that ain't never going to happen. Okay. It's just your, it's a, it's a delusion. It's not happening. Can yeah. we just give it? Can Chris just go home, please? Yeah. Go away. Uh, boy. Hang out with Mary Pat. Kiss your kids. Be nice, but anyway, leave us so, alone. But but some of my friends, and I, I don't want to name names, are, are just lacerating each other on the internet over mm. this whole primary thing. And mm. I, I have lived through enough of these that I realize that my opinion, opinion, whatever it mm. may be, is, is not going to change anything. <laughs> okay. Things are going to happen because Republican primary voters want Trump. Okay. That's just it. And it doesn't <sighs> matter that if you or I or somebody else thinks that's a bad idea, we just got to adjust to reality is my, uh, my point here. You know, well, it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see uh, who winds up on the other side because I mm. I, I think we're reasonably safe in figuring out that uh, Biden isn't going to isn't going to be. But able the to problem run. is the problem is that subbing in okay Kamala Harris is a non-starter. Um, nobody, but nobody has a good opinion of Kamala Harris. The other person who's been shadow uh, campaigning, of course, is Gavin Newsom. And Governor Hairgel is hated in California. Never mind um, anybody who's been looking at what's happening to California. Uh, John and I are both ex have are have both fled from California. The difference being John wasn't born there. I was. Um, so you had an excuse for starting out there. Yeah, I did. And I I really, really held on as long as I could, but there's I just couldn't anymore. Um and Gavin Newsom was Okay, we've got a problem with your signal. I'm sorry. Okay, uh what's going on? I have no idea. John? Uh 
Uh, maybe Di uh, Diana, how about hanging what, up and calling back? back in? See what happens. I'll do that. All right. Okay. No, I mean, look, I went. Uh, my excuse for going to California was I was in the uh, music business and pro audio business, and I got a chance to uh, move from Nashville and become vice president of engineering of a major professional audio manufacturing company. So that was my that was my excuse for going. And um, we stayed, well, we, we stayed for almost eight years and basically couldn't take it anymore. And believe it or not, moving to Maryland wasn't up to <laughs> Am I back? That's, you're back. Yes, oh, you're back, you're back. Okay, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, but it, it was, it was it hard to do. But like I said, uh, I, I was in the, I, I grew up in Nashville mm -hmm. and I went around the world doing stuff and then I went back home to Nashville and Nashville changed a lot uh, just over the course of the uh, 70s, and I was out for the middle four or five years mm -hmm. of that. But boy, when I go back to home to Nashville now, it's very different. The uh, part of town I grew up in um, used to, there was like a 160-acre farm where the, the guy was holding on and holding mm -hmm. on and holding on. And when he died, uh, he gave the land to one of the local universities, who, and, and they, of course, de developed mm -hmm. it. So the, 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 uh, an area beginning about a mile away from my house, you know, used to be woodland and now it's, you know, uh, it's, 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 it's essentially developed uh, mm -hmm. area. Uh, and one of the developed, uh, literally about a mile from my house, uh, was a, a major, uh, Presbyterian church, mm -hmm. uh, that had, a, that has a school that was in the news earlier this year. Covenant? And, um. <laughs> Uh, Nashville hasn't had a Republican mayor for almost 150 years. <laughs> and you can, it is about as blue as you, you know, uh, you, it's, it's, it's just amazing. And that we, um, the, there's, there's just an interesting mix of, you know, real world down to earth people uh, and, and then and just then these this. people who, and, 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 and then there's these, these, the, the, the people who are, have, are running the town now. Oh. And, um, it, I was not surprised when they, uh, did what they could, uh, to, uh, suppress the, uh, the killer, uh, the, the school killers, uh, um, manifesto, well, uh, from, Wait a minute. Wait a minute. We we have had, uh, you know, the thing is that usually what happens, right, in these cases is that the manifesto is posted online mm -hmm. to, you know, uh, 4chan or something like this. But apparently Covenant school shooter, um, Ashley, uh, the Covenant, uh, Ashley Elizabeth Hale. Good, yeah, Audrey Hale. Audrey Elizabeth Audrey Hale. Hale. Yeah, aka Aiden. Um, uh, but anyways, it was written in uh, spiral bound notebooks, uh, apparently. Uh. And uh, uh, Stephen Crowder uh, somehow got hold of uh, three pages at mm -hmm. least of this thing and uh, published it. And it's uh, it's crazy. Okay, I, I I know you're going to be shocked that a mass murderer was uh, perhaps not in the sound uh, mind 
at the time, but um, this person had been writing some weird things in their notebook. Okay. Like, um, I hope I have a high death count. Kill those kids going to fancy private schools with those fancy khakis and sports backpacks with their daddy's Mustangs and convertibles. Want to kill all you little crackers, bunch of little faggots with your white privileges. There I, there were several times I could have been caught, especially back in the summer of 2021. This was, these are all quotes from the uh, deranged writings of Audrey Hale, um. uh, the uh, Covenant school shooter who killed three nine-year-olds, uh, two and three two adults. teachers and the, one uh, and the custodian. The janitor, yes. Who it, had no, about the, as much it, white privilege as, oh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a hell of a thing, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, <laughs> some, some crazy white, white girl who thinks she's a boy it, it, uh, you know, goes on a rampage against uh, little crackers and ends up killing a black janitor. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. uh, here's the thing having, I read all three pages, I, I scanned through it and I started realizing that, uh, she had, um, adopted a kind of a ga gangsta rap terminology and attempts at rhythm. In other words, what this was, God help us all. And thank God she didn't actually record her farewell video because I, strongly suspect it was rap. Um, she was attempting a, a sort of a, a rap kind of rhythm, um, spoken, uh, what do they call it? Spoken word, uh, some other, some silly term. Um, anyway, but she was, tr she was attempting to sound, uh, gangs do gangster rap. Yeah, well, to me, it sounded like she was trying to be one of these uh, punks on 4chan or Reddit or these gaming forums. And this is the way they talk, you know, uh, calling each other faggot, you know, without yeah. an aspiring rapper, as it were. Yep. Yeah, well, anyways, <laughs> but uh, the moral of the story, and I know, know you're going to be shocked. <laughs> that the moral of the story is crazy people are dangerous. Are dangerous. And they very much are, but not only uh, to others, but often to themselves as well. Stacey. Oh, crap. Uh, yes, this one. yes, yes. And here, here we go. Uh, um, another uh, story about uh, uh, a politician. Uh -huh. uh, this being the mayor of Smith Station, Alabama, which is a town of just a few thousand people in Lee County over near the Georgia uh, state line, um, uh, down in South over there near Eufaula, I believe is where this is. And, and, and Smith station, uh, Fred Bubba Copeland, Bubba Copeland was the mayor of Smith station, but it turns out that he was also secretly pursuing transgender fantasies that he posted online using a persona he called Brittany Blair Summerlin. And uh, just so that um, um, 
uh, people can understand what we were talking about. I posted pictures <laughs> and I, I was waiting for John to lecture me about rule five. Uh, but anyways, uh, and, but it's not a funny story. No, it's, it's a, a sad it's a horrible story. story. It a, um, uh, yeah, it is a horror story. Yeah. Anyways, what happened was, is that an Alabama website, 1819 news, 1819 being when Alabama became a state, um, published a lengthy story about Bubba slash Brittany. Um, and two days later, uh, when, uh, uh, the, the sheriff's deputies, um, uh, showed up, uh, to do a wellness check because people were worried about Bubba after he had been as exposed this way. And, uh, mm. during the uh, course of that, uh, Bubba shot himself to death. And so, uh, uh, he is dead, but, um, mm. but, uh, people are trying to pretend that, uh, uh you know, uh, that eighteen nineteen news outed—that's what they use. Outed. He was a villain. Uh, uh, he was the villain of the piece. Well, I mean, uh, it, well, the story's on my blog, and people can read it and make up their own minds. But um, too. Uh, I, I'm sure it must have been a tough decision to pull the trigger on this story. Uh, you know, because in a small town, you know, people live and die by their reputations, and you know, uh, but. But uh, Bubba, Mayor Bubba, had agency. He didn't have to do this. And he posted all this stuff on the Internet, and somebody connected the dots. Don't and, put stuff on the Internet. You don't want people to see. Yep. Yes, and that's, that's the moral of the story. But I hear the boogie-woogie piano in the background, which tells me that we are approaching mm -hmm. the end of the hour. Uh, so we will uh, be back next week, Saturday night at 7 o'clock uh, for, uh, 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 for another episode of the other podcast. And uh, Diana, we uh, uh, thank you for joining us. Indeed. I'm happy to do so. Good night, Diana. Good, Good night, night. And we'll see y'all later. All right. Good night, folks. Mr. Briggs.